millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sandwich between two pies. Back of the Packers, Windelich. Quick handball to Hocking. Back to Lovett Murray. He goes short. It's a mark to The leaders in AFL Supercoach are incoming. Helping you win your leagues and climb up the rankings. You're now listening to the Insight AFL Show with your hosts, Big Horse, Skitty, and Herbie. Hello and welcome to the Insight AFL Show. I'm your host, the super coach, Big Horse, and I'm here to run you through the practice matches that have already been played and the players you might want to consider for your 2024 AFL Super Coach season. Before we start, if you haven't yet, please hit like and subscribe on this video here on YouTube, or even better yet, jump in our Discord. Insight Unlimited is live and for less than 50 cents a week. And for those that you know me, uh, know that I love my Zinger boxes. So for an upsized Zinger box and an extra burger on the side, you'll get access to everything that we do. Our insights, our trades, our captains, exclusive question and answer content, every round of Supercoach and a few other cool perks. Entry to our Discord, of course, will always be free if you wanted to get involved and just chat sport amongst the local community as well. Our $25, $50 and $100 cash leagues are now up and running with limited spots available. So if you're interested in taking part, please comment below or hit us up on Discord. Before we start today's show, I'd like to credit Nerds for Life and Lachlan Rob for their research and their knowledge that they've passed on and distributed amongst the Supercoach community, both on Facebook and on Twitter. I encourage you to like and follow these guys on Twitter as they're a really good quality source of information. So today we're going to get stuck straight in. We're going to talk about the practice matches that have already been played and not the intra-club matches. They're a thing of the past now. We're getting stuck into playing against other teams, and this is where the juicy stuff starts. 
But to start us off, our long-term sponsors, The Standard Squeeze, are our first sponsor. So The Standard Squeeze are helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. You can go to their website, thestandardsqueeze.com, and use the code INSIGHT15 to get yourself 15% off everything in store. So The Standard Squeeze are the major sponsor of our Unlimited League. Our Unlimited League is 913351. I repeat, 913351. Free access to the league, and all you need is to get the top score each week to win an $80 prize pack thanks to the guys at Standard Squeeze. It's pretty easy, isn't it? Costs nothing to join, and you can win multiple times throughout the year. As uh, a young man by the name of Daniel found out last year, he won the prize twice. So congratulations to Daniel, and let's see if we can get some people knocking him off this year. So we're going to get stuck straight into our practice matches. Now, there's been two that have happened so far, North Melbourne versus Collingwood and the Tigs versus Melbourne. But what we're going to do first is we're going to talk about uh, the North Melbourne versus Collingwood game that occurred yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday morning. And this game is brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead. Are you wanting to buy that first home or even an investment property and don't know how? Are you a current homeowner with interest rates over 6.2%? I can guarantee that there are better options for you. And the best part is that he will do it for free for you. Reach out at RyanH at EganWealth.com on Facebook or Instagram at Hammond, SHL underscore Astute or on his phone number 0431 784. So let's get into the juicy stuff, the players from both Collingwood and North Melbourne. So let's start with the man himself, Nick Dacos. He was usual in himself within limited minutes, showcased some of his trademark class, setting up scoring chains and hitting teammates lace out. Has every chance to be the leading scorer in Supercoach alongside the Bont this year with the dual buys and potential to be tagged. They're the only real concerns for early in the year. We know they've got Hawthorne, they've got that early buy. Could be a player whose price never drops below 600k though. So it does make him a risky non-selection. I've done some quick maths on it, and regardless of whether he drops 20 or 30K, he's just someone that you're going to need to start the year. So he's in my side at the moment. LDU, Luke Davis Uniac, for those of you that don't know who LDU is, he's a 635K mid. Ran around in cruise control mode yesterday, flexing his muscle where needed. More importantly, was moving freely and looks to have shaken the niggles that limited him to just 14 games in 2023. If he can stay healthy and have a clean run to start the year, expect him to regularly be a popular VC and C candidate alongside the likes of Dacos and Bontempelli. Like all North players, has an extremely friendly buy should be in strong consideration as a starting medium midfield premium. I'll just add that he will be if he can keep his body right. So just keep a close eye on how he shapes up in the preseason. The She's God, as he's known amongst the North faithful, Harry Sheasel, 556K defender. He picked up right where he left off last season, absolutely lethal by foot. He hit 38 targets out of a massive 42 touches, so his disposal efficiency was up over 90%. The inclusion of Fisher and McKercher appeared to have no neg- negative impact on Sheasel, and I feel as though he's going to be a very popular uh, pick this year. Whether the same role holds, if he holds that role all season, is the only real question, as North will inevitably want to transition him further up the field as his career progresses. Even so, he might just be good enough to put up huge scores regardless of roles. So after yesterday and seeing what he did yesterday, he is teetering on the edge of entering my side. 
Jai Simkin, 443k mid, spent more time on the outside and up forward than in the middle yesterday, finishing up with just five CBAs. As a result, not relevant as a starting pick whatsoever, but one to track as a potential DPP come round six if he does continue that forward role. Should LDU or Wardlaw go down with injury for an extended period, Simkin could potentially see an uptick in midfield time. Tristan Akshiri, 407k ruck. This guy is intriguing. We'll, we'll use intriguing. Absolutely dominated in the ruck, amassing 30 hitouts and 20 touches. Looked prime and ready to go solo for the first time in his career. Could easily put up 150k on his starting price, but with Max Gorn and Brody Grundy also available at relative discounts, it's hard to justify picking Akshiri with his injury history. He does have a friendly buy, however. Definitely one for the brave, but not for me. Zach Fisher, 379k forward. Found plenty of the footy in the half that he did play in, though his disposal was a mixed bag. Took kick-ins and was actively looking to be involved in chains for repeated touches. Had some ugly clangers early before cleaning up his kicking. Played an uncontested game and failed to register a tackle. The price is awkward, but there is no doubt he does present value. Could be better suited to a fantasy format than super coach. Probably need to see more before round one. So for me, I'm sort of erring towards no. Georgie Wardlaw, 365k mid, shone in the first two quarters before being managed at halftime. <clears throat> it's easy to see why so many are tipping a breakout year and that Clarko just loves this bloke. He looks primed to be the Robin to LDU's Batman. Attended nearly every centre bounce in the term that he played, or the two terms he played, sorry. Time on ground is something to monitor, though, as it is an obvious area for improvement, averaging just 60% time on ground last year. If he can push closer to 80%, his scores and consistency should improve dramatically. Tommy Powell, interesting, 312K mid. Picked up 32 touches at nearly 90% efficiency, courtesy of an inside midfield role. Has great scoring pedigree from his junior years and looks ready to bounce back after a pretty ordinary season last year. Will go under the radar due to Wardlaw being so similarly priced, but one to monitor. Could be handy in your draft leagues. Colby McKercher, 203k mid forward, burst out of the gates and prolific with 25 touches. Has an appetite to taking the game on and showed no fear. Made, well, he did bite off difficult kicks with regularity. Attacks the corridor and is excellent in transition. Will form an extremely damaging tandem alongside the She's God. Also has really nice hands around stoppage and moves a ball well in congestion. He really should be in 100% of teams. And if you don't have him, just do yourself a favor and bring him in. Charlie Lazaro, a bit of a surprise packet so far this preseason. He's lived up to preseason praise and showed plenty of promise. He was lively up forward, collecting 22 touches and receiving a healthy number of CBAs. Center bouts attendances for those of you playing at home. He complements inside games of LDU, Wardlaw, Powell and Phillips well. And with Taron Thomas set to miss pretty much the whole season, the spot is there for the taking. <clears throat> Definitely one to consider. Finley McRae, 153k forward or mid forward, sorry, started in the opening centre bounce and was active early, including an impressive Dugowie-esque goal from outside 50 to close the first quarter. Was otherwise good without being great. <clears throat> Probably would have hoped to see a little bit more given the pies, extensive lifts of midfield outs. For example, Mitchell, Penerbury, side bottom, they all didn't play. And the hype surrounding him this preseason. Can't totally lock him in, but I'm liking the fact that I reckon he'll play round one. Charlie Dean was one that surprised me yesterday, 124K defender. Filled the defensive tall role normally played by Nathan Murphy, and we all know that he's dealing with some concussion issues at the moment. 
was tidy with ball in hand and finally looks fit after an injury-riddled start to his AFL career. Has the potential to score pretty well with his intercept game. Should Murphy miss the start of the year with his own health issues, as I've just explained, Dean could be a nice cash cow down back. So it's definitely one to keep an eye on. Nathan Kruger, 124K ruck forward. Failed to really impress or convert with his opportunity he was given yesterday. Appears to be more of an athlete at this stage rather than a natural footballer. Given his recent injury history, he will likely need to take some time to find some continuity through the resis. He's only really going to get a game if Cox and Cameron go down. So, no. Reef McInnes, 124K board. It could be the clubhouse leader in the mix to replace McStay. He kicked three yesterday off limited touches. Appears likely to play round zero, although he has Ash Johnson for competition. The tall four role won't be super conducive to consistent scoring, but worthy of consideration should he nail down a position in the 22. We saw last year when he came on as a sub, he was quite lively and scored not too bad as a points-per-minute person. So if you see that he's in the starting 22, he might be worth a risk up there. I've got to bring up this guy, Blake Drury, 124K forward. Long story short, no. He had four touches yesterday in limited game time. Looks to be on the fringe. Poor job security. Unfriendly role for super coach. We're looking elsewhere. Bigoa Nuon, 124K forward. Disposal was solid, but looked a little off the pace at times, contributing to five frees against. Will be in the mix as a key back with Logan Core absent. Even so, probably one to only consider if things are desperate as better pre- prospective scorers, sorry, with solid job security will likely be available. Toby Pink, 124K defender, did his job holding Nathan Kruger goalless, but as we mentioned earlier, Kruger is barely the world's best footballer. Wasn't wasteful with the ball in hand either, even taking some kick-ins. We'll likely have them have to man the fullback position as long as Griffin Logue is on the sidelines. He won't be a high-scoring option. I, I just want to make that clear. He will play, but he's not going to score that well. But if you're looking for a solo bench rookie, he could be one that you could have there. And lastly from this game, Lachlan Sullivan, 102K mid. One of the fresh uh, SSP signings at Collingwood. Sullivan looked really comfortable at the level once he finally came on, showed some nice composure around stoppages and also managed to hit the scoreboard with a goal. A mature age player who's well solidly built will likely have to bide his time for an opportunity in the resis, but could be a really nice downgrade option later in the year if given the chance. If there's anyone else from this game that we've missed, please comment below and we'll do what we can to research what you require. Now we're going to talk about the Melbourne and Richmond game. So this game is going to be brought to you by Bonus Bank. Bonus Bank is Australia's number one match betting site. You can go to bonusbank.com.au and use the code INSIGHT to get 25% off your first month of their premium subscription and start making tax-free and risk-free money today. <clears throat> so let's talk Melbourne. We'll start with the the ex-pig himself, Clayton Oliver. We all know he's been in a bit of hot water in the last, we'll say, 12 months, but he did come on and play a role starting the fifth quarter. So for those of you that are banging on about him, racking up touches and kicking goals, he was playing against, but well, it was the reserves and fill-ins for the reserves. So barely anything to get too excited about. Plenty of touches, as I just said, and a nice goal from the pocket on his left. Had it pretty easy against what were mostly reserves. He had a few big hits. I guess it's good to see him out there playing footy again. If he can behave himself and do the right thing by his teammates, it's it'll be good to see him back out on the park. But yeah, for me, there's we've seen the news recently with Joel Smith. We don't know how this is going to affect the Melbourne Footy Club as a whole. Um, 
I, for one, believe that <clears throat> hopefully all of Clayton Oliver's indiscretions are done and that everything that's been done in the past is in the past and nothing more will come up, but it's definitely something to watch there. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Christian Petraka, 668k mid. He was best on ground. It's just that simple. Turned it on whenever he wanted to. Class above without needing to get out of first gear. Hit the scoreboard and was excellent in the middle. Hard to see a world where there isn't a top eight, where he isn't a top eight mid. So do you start with him or do you wait for him to drop? If he's got Clary next to him, he's probably going to drop a little bit in price because he's not going to be that number one mid all the time. It's definitely a watch this space as to how Melbourne structure their team come round one. Maxi Gorn, 584k ruck. Looked as good as you expect in a pracky match. Light work, baby. Had it easy rucking against Samson Ryan early. Also drifted forward to kick a goal. Got more competitive once Naismith come on, but still dominated. Only played two quarters. Just lock him in. The the Grundy, the Grundy, the Gorn, just lock him in. Do yourselves a favor. You're even saving some cash by not picking up English and these sorts of players. Jack Viney, 560K mid. He is just a bull. He would be an option if Clary was unlikely to play, but probably just a nice draft guy rather than a classic pick. Was taking shirtless picks with fans after the fourth, and who could blame him? His rig is a beautiful. Jaden Short, 551K defender. Played his classic distributor role at halfback. Was very vocal. Used it well as well. They look to use him often or as often as you'd expect. Given the bad buy, probably more of an upgrade target, but still a nice option down back. I still don't trust Jaden Short's hamstrings. He did it twice last year. Yeah, let, let's see how he goes to start the year. We've been getting a few questions about this guy on our Discord, which is really nice to hear. Shy Bolton, 541K mid forward. He was Richmond's best, similar to track, stood out with his class and smarts, kicked multiple goals, splitting time between the middle and forward. Likely to see less centre bounce attendances or CBAs when playing with Taranto, Prestia, Dusty and the likes. Given his ceiling, he's one to watch nonetheless. Historically, he does start poorly, but is this year where he just starts on fire right from the start? Let's watch the next couple of practice matches to see exactly what goes on with Shy, but I definitely am interested. Daniel Rioli was quiet, 486k defender. Was pretty quiet, I thought. Floated in and out of the action off a back flank. Short is definitely the preferred option, which has Rioli's usage capped. 
and thus lessens any relevance for him in the classic format. Trent Rivers, 474k defender, was solid, spent the game mostly as a backman type of player who could take the next step. But given the D's other options like Bowie and May and Lever and potentially Hall, it's tricky to identify how much upside exists for Rivers. Did take some kick-ins and also ventured up the ground at times. <clears throat> We're just going to have to wait and see how Melbourne structure their back line in televised games. And when it gets into the real nitty-gritty as to how they want to shape up come round one, then we'll know exactly how efficient his role is going to be and how relevant that will be to Supercoach. Christian Salem, 421k defender, like Oliver, came on for the final three terms as he works his way back to full fitness, played pretty much an exclusive midfield role, was effective as a receiver and quarterback around stoppage, also won his own ball at times. DPV candidate, if this continues, he's a draft smoky, not for me in the classic format, and he has an extensive injury history. Thompson Dow, interesting, 255k mid. Prolific, particularly in the first two terms. Clearance and contested ball machine. His hands in traffic did stand out. However, his kicking is a real weakness, so limited in that case. Could be a nice moneymaker and stepping stone if given the opportunity, but I want to see how he fits alongside the Tarantos and the Prestias. That is a question mark for me. And he could be a sub-risk, which is something you won't want to be paying up for. Round zero will be very informative for this, so wait and see. I've seen on social media that people were concerned about his, they were calling it lollipop handballs, so the little loopy handballs that would put his teammate under pressure. I'm not so concerned about that. You can you can uh, learn to tone that down to hit your targets a little more classily or a little more quickly. You can't teach the ability to win the ball. So if he's winning the ball this time of year, there's still two or three weeks until the season starts. That's the stuff you want to see. He's getting himself into the right spot. So just watch this space on Thompson Deer. Jack Billings, 244K mid forward. He did play it hard forward, didn't amass a huge amount of the ball, although he did have, I think he had 20 touches, but his disposal by foot stood out. Set up goals, but also found himself in no man's land. A little too much for my liking. He does feel a need for the Ds, but I'm unsure of the role in the way of how it's conducive to big scores for super coach. So we're, we're just watching him as well. Noah Cumberland, 190K forward, only came on once the reserves were injected into the game. Looks serviceable inside 50 without being spectacular, but appears others have gone past him. So it's a big no from me, dog. Caleb wins 180K mid forward, took some time to settle into the game, but got better and better as it went on. Very uncontested and outside type of game at this stage. He played the wing and was damaging with the ball in hand at times. Frequently involved in chains for multiple possessions. His teammates look for him, which is a good sign, really good sign for a rookie, especially this early on. Uh, not a lock at this elevated price, but definitely in contention. For me, I'm, I'm pretty big on Windsor. The only thing I want to see is how they look to integrate Hunter into the side. If they're happy with Windsor and he stays on the wing, he will be starting round one for me. Tom Brown, 154K. I was impressed with him down back. Sound defensively, wasn't wasteful with the ball in hand either. There's competition for that seventh defender spot at the Tigers, but did his chances no harm. Definitely worth monitoring. There are safer options down back, but he was nice. Tyler Sonsi, 151K forward. Didn't notice him in the first term, but got involved up forward after that. Kicked a gimme goal, courtesy of Shy. Nice little handball and let his teammate finish. He's suspended to start the season, though, so potentially a nice downgrade at some point. 
Josh Gibkiss, 151k defender. He's just a lock super coach aside. He's going to be an excellent player for the Tigers moving forward. <coughs> Pardon me. Locked into that senior side with Bolter up front now. He was generally matched up on the most dangerous forward. Looks to be an excellent nick. His scoring will fluctuate, but a bargain nonetheless. Bailey Laurie, he surprised me, 125k forward. Showed plenty, was involved in linking play and was pretty clean. Has a nice mix of inside and outside game as well. Did his chances no harm whatsoever. But when the side is at full strength, fair risk he could find himself as the 23rd man worth watching and considering. Marty Hall, 124K defender. Didn't come into the game until the fourth, but looked right at home. Sound defensively, used the ball well and looked every bit the part as he was a few years ago when he did play at Melbourne in his first stint. Once the senior team was put on ice and the reserves came on, he basically took every kick in and continued to perform. He'll be competing with the guys of Tomlinson and Howes for a spot in the side, or Bowes, sorry. Oh, sorry, uh, Jake Bowie, little Bowie. I got that wrong. My bad, ladies and gentlemen. But he looks to be too good to be playing VFL. Once he breaks into the senior team, I think it's unlikely he'll leave it. Just remains to be seen whether he starts in round zero, which I definitely do hope. There is some relevance there for Marty Hoare. If he's picked round zero, I think you've just got to pick him. He's going to make you money. Steely Green, 124K mid forward, was very lively for stretches as a forward, involved in plenty of scoring chains and had some impressive crumbing efforts. Game style for the match very much suited him. Looks to have carved out a role there at Richmond, but potentially not one conducive to super coach scoring. So it's probably a no from me, but... I think he'll play early on. Sam Naismith, uh, rookie price, uh, Ruckman, 124K. Outperformed Samson Ryland, Ryan mightily in the ruck and battled well against Big Max. His ruck craft and tap work is absolute class. We mentioned in the pod about a month ago that he was perhaps alongside Jordan Sweet, the VFL's best Ruckman last year and has been for some time. The problem is how he would fit along, alongside Nan Curvis in the same side as both are true lead Ruckman. Making Samson... Maybe Samson is more of a natural fit. We'll just have to see how that goes. However, if Nat goes down at any point or Naismith um, breaks into the senior side, he'll be an excellent cash cow. As a side note, it's just really nice to see this guy fit and firing, and I hope his body holds up. Long time ago, I think it was 2017, he did actually play alongside Nan Curvis. So it'll be interesting to see how they work that tandem with either Samson Ryan or Nan Curvis. Definitely intriguing. A couple more players that I'm going to bring up. Kane McCauley, for those of you that have been watching over the preseason, you know I've been pretty high on this guy. 117K mid. He disappointed me. Highly touted coming in, but in all honesty, he did fuck all. To be fair, wasn't injected into the game until late. He may be a rookie we don't see until later in the season. Would need to impress in the next practice match to be a chance early. It, yeah, I don't hold out much hope, especially given that Taranto and these likes didn't play, and yet he got bugger all of a chance. It sort of it puts a line through him early. Kynan Brown, 102K mid forward, probably the biggest surprise of the day for me, was extremely lively early, kicked an excellent goal from the pocket, and played the small fall role really well. With Charlie Spargo absent and Cozzy suspended to start the year, he could start the year. Just, just watch this space on him. 102K. That allows you extra money to potentially upgrade in other areas. So it might be worth a look. 
Now, today's practice matches that are coming up, GWS are versing Sydney, Carlton are versing Geelong, and Brisbane are versing Gold Coast. They are on Foxtel or on KO, depending on what you have. Tomorrow, we have the Dogs versus Hawthorne, Saints versus Essendon, Port versus Adelaide. And on Saturday, we have Frio versus West Coast. And then we have Sunday off, I believe, before we start getting into proper sanctioned practice matches where Supercoach data will be collected and we'll be able to get a good gauge for Supercoach points in these games. So what we'll do is we'll aim to release a pod on Sunday with a result or with some notes as to each game that's been played to keep you, the viewers at home, updated on each and every game and who we think is relevant and who is not. Before we leave, please make sure you like and subscribe down the bottom. Do the little bell. As our friend Josh Lloyd, who has been on a, a couple of podcasts with our main man, NBA G Wiz, would say, double bang, like and subscribe. Love that shit. Get us some followers. We are up over 2K right now, so thank you for those that have already. But the more support we get from you, the better quality content we can pump out for you each and every week. Also, be sure throughout the season to jump on every Thursday night. We're going to lock in that 7.30 or 7 o'clock, depending on if there's a Thursday game, night game or not, 7 o'clock to 7.30. We're going to jump on. We're going to give you our captain's options, our vice captain's option, who we've traded in, who we've traded out. But if you want to keep up to date with everything throughout the week, jump in the Discord. The AFL link, just click like. You'll see us in there, myself and Skitty, very verbal. We've got a really good community in there who... If we're not available, there's plenty of people to pick each other up and have plenty of, well, difference in opinions, but all relevant, all the same. But for now, on the horse, this has been another episode of the AFL Insight Podcast. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. 
Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.